guys. Emails. Everybody do the email. Everybody like get up. Man. It's time to mail now. Mm, now. <laughs> we got a real mail going on. It's fucking M-Class emails. All right. <laughs> Here's your chance. Send your spam to M-Class now. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Uh, this is M Class Emails, the podcast where Josh and Jeff read your emails and give I you... don't read them, you do. I just uh, listen to you read them. Okay, Josh can't read. I mean no, Josh can read. Don't don't cut that part out. I'm not it's too late. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's not like you can I'm... read the instructions or anything <laughs> can't do anything and you can't read you just can't function you're just like i don't know our next email which is our first email <laughs> is from a uh, dungeon master who oh, the uh, tw- dungeon master who tweeted at us and told he said that uh, that's just his his name on that account because it's like a tabletop gaming account he made to keep all, all of his right. PDFs. I guess when you're the the dungeon master you oh, have it's, to down. Oh, it's Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh! It's Goofus. Why is he hiding? Why is he hiding you like You fucking Batman? hate Goofy so much. He had to hide away from you. <laughs> oh, Goofus isn't Goofy, though. If Goofus, if Goofus was Goofy, I would hate it. But it's Oh, not. no. Um... <laughs> Hey, Trek boys. Big fan what? of that nuke that Kim became friends with over here. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? I don't think I understand those words. What does that mean? The nuke that Harry Kim became friends with. The nuclear weapon? Yes. I don't remember that Also, one. Trek boys! <laughs> Trek boys! A quick follow-up from a couple emails ago. I've been living in South Carolina, also known as Upper Hell, for a little less than a decade. <laughs> Upper Hell? Y'all is a Carolina? useful contraction, and I was not disparaging Jeff. Your buttery voice... You buttery voice-having motherfuck. He's right. Your voice is very buttery. I know. Like, I, when, but not, like, butter, like, like buttery, like, butter, like, like, caramel. Like, I would say it's, like, caramel. It's, like, caramel. It's real sticky. Yeah, I have a real sticky voice. Yeah, I want to put it in my mouth. <laughs> oh, you will. Anyways, I'm digging the Trials collection. Keep it up. I think that the okay. major difference between Star Wars and Star Trek is that Star Wars is a road trip where you knock over a 7-Eleven and go to the Offspring concert. <laughs> where, where, I feel like I'm fucking high as fuck right now. <laughs> None of this is making sense to me either, don't worry. Okay, good. Because, uh, like, I'm literally, like, have not slept for three days, so, like, I feel like I'm, like, tripping balls right now. Uh, whereas Star Trek is a road trip where you and your buddies break down in the Nevada desert at night. Your friend okay. pops open the trunk and goes, I think the engine's busted. Your other friend puts a Why foot on a rock. Why is the engine in the trunk? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I'm just reading. Keep, I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, your other friend puts a foot on a rock and says wistfully, what if we're busted? And you guys spend the rest of the night stargazing. So I think what you're saying is uh, Star Trek is like watching the Twilight Zone high. Sure. And Star Wars is like the offspring? <laughs> I feel like Josh is missing the point of this email. <laughs> eh, I. Uh, what? Okay, what? <laughs> Both experiences are great and absolutely oh. valid. They're just fundamentally sure. different. Okay, I gotcha. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I gotcha. A question. 
how far before an alien gets too weird for you to empathize with them in an audience sense? This is assuming human-level intelligence. What if they had two dicks? <laughs> I lose all ability to empathize when you have more dicks than me. Like, yeah. <laughs> the jealousy takes over and there's no empathy. <laughs> it's just pure jealous rage at that point. Like, how, how alien is too alien for you to empathize with? I mean, I don't... I, I, I don't think it... I, I guess, like, alien would have to be... Like, physically it wouldn't matter, but, like, like emotionally and, like, uh, I guess, like, intellectually, maybe? Because, guess, like... If, like, if, they're completely incapable of emoting in any way... Yeah. Maybe that would be... Because even if you have, like, a weird fucking CG alien or whatever, it can still emote. Yeah, like, I, I kind of think of, like, the Shellyak from TNG. Like, they're just the, yeah. the weird, like, gross things. Like, But they don't, they don't like, do anything but yell. Like, I, it's hard to uh, uh, like empathize I, with that. I always know? think about the aliens from District 9. Who oh, the prawns. Who are, like, just big fucking crabs. But you still yeah. empathize with them because they, right. they, they emote outwardly. Right, because they're also just, like, metaphors for humans yeah. right like they're like also they're like an aids metaphor i guess i guess it would be like josh said it would it would have to be somebody who's like completely alien in every way before i could empathize right. with them and they would have to be like doing some heinous shit as well before i could yeah, empathize like, with them like maybe like they're in their like society like murder is just like a way right that'd be tough to empathize with if, maybe if, well i do remember one alien race i couldn't empathize with uh, it was in tos when uh kirk went to the planet that was full of nazis i couldn't fucking empathize with that planet. oh nazis <laughs> yeah those scumbags yeah no that's that's the one that's there the, it is. that's the two weird alien a nazi yeah no that's that's perfect that's fucking perfect uh, Fuck those assholes. <laughs> no pitches this week. Sorry, just got back from watching four kids for three days, and I am drained. That's like seven... Seven kids. <laughs> seven kid days. Four kids for three days? Dude, I can't even watch, like, my cousin's kids for, like, two seconds. I'm like, yeah, all right, quiet like, time. I have, like, a two-hour limit on babysitting my own nieces and nephews. Yeah, so. two hours is about about it for me, uh, too. Thank you for the email, Goofus. Thanks, Goofus. Our next email is from uh, Stephen J. Nemzik. Oh! Who <laughs> says, hey there, Trekly fellas. Trek, I like how they come up with different I do ways too. to say this. I, I love I love our fans. Yeah, me too. Um, all the courtroom episodes saw the dress uniforms get broken out and worn. Oh, oh yeah, I like this one already. Well, what's your take on the dress uniforms of the different eras? I have to say I really enjoyed the dress uniforms from the original series. They were a bit sparkly and sometimes <laughs> frankly phosphorescent, but they were pretty cool. They look like they're highly flammable, and they oh, probably for sure. were. They were yeah. made out of polyester. They're straight up made out of asbestos. That shit will catch on fire <laughs> instantaneously. I enjoyed the uh, amount of crazy jewel uh, uh, rank. What do they call? It? What do they call them? Oh, like, they're like uh, the badges, like medals, the, uh, medals, medals of honor. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like them. Uh, I think I like the. I guess I like the uh, the uh, DS Nine ones the best. Probably. The one from the episode we just did. Yeah, that one's all right. I don't. I, it's a little swooshy. 
See, I like the the TNG one where it's like longer. It's like it's full like dress. dress size. Yeah. I think that looks really fucking regal. I love that uniform. You're into the scant. Yeah, but they're wearing pants underneath it, so it's not a real scant. Yeah, it's not a yeah. I just like love a, that scene where Worf is like, I can't I can't believe we're wearing a dress. I like Riker's like, that's a horribly sexist and outmoded attitude. Mo- yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, plus you look good in a dress. <laughs> That's perfect. I fucking love that scene. I think they made him look like that because of Scotty, honestly. I think they were like, let's make him kilt-like. Because Scotty wears a kilt dress uniform, right? Uh, Maybe. Maybe That's that was my like theory. to honor Scotty because he did fucking die out in That's the my middle theory. of nowhere until they found him later. And he was still alive. Wait. Oh, in the show. I thought you meant like James Doohan. I was oh, like, no. what? No, not James Dewey. <laughs> I mean, he did die too. He He's did. Dead. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I gotta say the TNG one, like the long dress, I like a lot. Yeah, I like the gray uh, one too. The just the later one. Well, I, I guess it's white, right? Yeah, it's like it's like a white dress uniform. It actually looks pretty fucking nice, honestly. Yeah, I like I like that one. I like that one a lot too. But I still think I like the dress better. <laughs> I look good in a dress. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you do. Our next email is from Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Who says, So I get that the Federation has certain laws, and Starfleet is part of the Federation, but do they have a different set of laws and punishments like they do in the Navy and Army? Have different laws for their members? Under military law, a soldier is guilty until proven innocent. If a major or above testifies that he saw the soldier do something wrong, that soldier is considered guilty right then and there. In TOS, it seems a bit muddy as to if the crew are subject to military law or federation law. I don't think it's military law because no. they're not strictly the military. Like I think it's regular. It's like regulation federation law. Yeah. So Starfleet, Starfleet's like like the military in quotes, right? Like they are the military, but they're not. That's not their primary. Yeah, objective. they're also the they're the military, but they're also like the humanitarian peacekeeping yeah. organization. They're also the scientific organization. Organization. Humane. Yeah, they're the diplomatic organization. Yeah, it's all the all these crazy things. Anything so, like, that has to do with space, Starfleet's into. Yeah, they they got the monopoly on that shit. Yeah, I don't think I don't I think they would be subject to federation law. I would I would be pretty confident saying that that's how that yeah. works. I think just in general in a utopian future there wouldn't be different laws for different people regardless of what yeah. they did for a living. Right, it would always it would be like that all would have the same rights. Yeah, I got to say if I don't know anything about military law and I trust you Jenna. You've given me no reason not to trust you. Right. Uh but if this is true, this is super fucked up and I don't like it. Well, it makes sense because like a superior officer, you have to follow the orders. Like you have to, right? Yeah. Um, unless I know. It's, it's in like a perfect world, the military sh- would have the same exact laws to follow as, as yeah. like the everyone else in America, you know, right? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I mean, I didn't join the military because I wouldn't have lasted. So no, I can't. I, I ha- I've never had any desire to join the military. I was even like, in JROTC in high school, and I still had no idea to join the military. Yeah, they'd have kicked me out for being too uh, 
smart assy. Yeah, they definitely would have. <laughs> they would have lined you up against their fucking wall and, and shot me. Yeah, they would have firing squatted you for sure. But then it would have turned out that it was just like uh like like snakes, like the snake cans. <laughs> And then everyone would have laughed, and I'd have been like, that was a good joke, guys. Let's go back to doing push-ups. That was a good joke, everybody. Let me go change out of these pants. (laughs) I Uh, totally didn't poop my pants. She continues, along those lines, Tom Paris trims bushes for punishment at a cushy white-collar jail, but Michael Boring Burnham is sentenced to life? What the hell? Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Love you guys. We talk about this. In yeah. our uh, Discovery Collection, the Super Secret Hidden Discovery Collection, <laughs> which is on our uh, Patreon. Yeah, we did talk about how, like, they go a little overboard with this. Yeah. Because it has to be, like, really, really dramatic. Yeah, it's entirely done for dramaticness. It's it. Yeah. It's drama. That's it's all it's drama. done for. Life in prison is so scary like it has absolutely no root in the world of star trek whatsoever it's our audience knows life in jail is the worst punishment you can get right in the real world on earth so that's what she's gonna get in the show so they know how severe it is even though like life in prison for like uh i think i think i even say this in the episode life in prison for like a like anyone in, in the federation is like going to a swedish prison yeah like where you're like in a basically uh, an apartment, <laughs> like they yeah. give you like a little house to live in. That's like your jail. You live in like a dormitory basically, yeah. and you yeah. do like yard work. Yeah. <laughs> Which like I guess sucks, but like I guess. But no, I mean, like Burnham like comes back in the next episode and she's like fucking like jail hard. Like she went to fucking Alcatraz. Yeah, like she fucking she goes on a <laughs> transport and she hears a couple of people badmouth some Andorians and then she she's like she she's been in the shit, man. Yeah. Like she saw some shit. Dumb. Anyway, thanks for your email, <laughs> Jenna. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jenna. Uh, we got an email. That is very, very long. Okay. From a fellow named Carl. And Carl. Uh, he he really just... He felt really down about politics, and he felt like giving a defense for Commander Maddox. Okay. Uh, he titled the email, In Defense of Commander Maddox, or The Androids Will Be Alright, or Riker Did What With Data's Fist? Or, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Android. I love this fucking <laughs> Doctor Strange love. I, it's a, it, it's I love a great, Doctor Strange love. It's a great title for an email about being down on politics. I love it. Yeah. It really is very fitting. But he goes through a lot of points. But really his entire point is that the character of Maddox is changed by his experience. Yeah. Like, he could have gone to his superiors and been like, this trial was, like, completely against me from the beginning. I want a retrial. Right. Like, I, I still feel like I'm, the, I'm like, the one who should have data and all this other shit. Right. And uh, even though it might ruin the path of his career that he's on, he immediately switches to believing data's a person at the end of it. Right. So I Maddox guess, grows as a character, and he, he's not the horrible guy that we thought he was. I guess my, my uh, not counterpoint, because I, I agree with that, and I think that that's, I totally agree with that. I, uh, my thing would be to, to say, like, it would be really difficult in real life to, like, 
reconcile like a slave owner you know yeah like like a guy who owns slaves would might like change his tune and he might see the error of his ways but there's always gonna be that like yeah but you like owned people <laughs> you know like, yeah there's that's I mean, pretty shitty he didn't own anybody though at yeah that but point. he tried he did it's like he, so he, what the end of this email is like really great though i wanted to read it he says uh so what does this indicate about the rest of the federation society the Federation is not a completely enlightened society that always knows the correct answer. Instead, right. it's a society that is willing to change to a more moral set of beliefs when the immorality of its current beliefs are revealed. Mm-hmm. There's no group of people protesting that their freedoms are being taken away by giving those same freedoms to others. The right. need or desire for an exploitable minority of people is rejected. There is the there's just the desire to give everyone a fair shot at life, no matter what form that life takes. And I don't know about you, but that makes me have a little hope for the future, no matter how bad the present is. Well, I would say, Carl, that what you just described is uh, the idea of America. and like, The idea that we never live up to. <laughs> and, well, the idea that we aren't living up to right now, but, like, we really have a hard time... I guess, I guess like, that's the, the, like, the whole thing with Star Trek is, like, what sacrifices do we have to make? What suffering do we have to go through to get to that point and like that is the idea of america is that like you know people learn from their mistakes and then we make society better it's the unfinished pyramid on the back of the dollar bill right Mm -hmm. like great experiment we're not done yet like it's never going to be done and i don't know i don't know what's going to happen but i would love it if it was a little more like star trek just a little bit even i mean there's that idea that gets brought up every so often that the fact that we can create these like futures in our yeah. fiction means that it's attainable for us if we put forth the effort. Absolutely, it's uh, John Lennon. Uh, war c- can end if you wanted to. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it's it seems. I mean, fucking John Lennon again when he says, you know. Uh, I, I might seem naive, but I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. It's the power yeah. of people. Like, one person can't really make a difference, but you can start the ball rolling that yeah. gets other people on your side and does make a difference. Well, that's the line. That's the line that they say in Enterprise is, like, it, it all started to change when a couple people just started to be brave enough to try to make a change, right? Like, yeah. that's all it took. And there are people right now who are trying to make that change who are putting in a lot more work than two fucking idiots making a podcast i don't know jeff i'm doing a lot of work right now to save the world (laughs) i've been to rallies and stuff i go to i go to those yeah yeah i've been to riots i went to some of those (laughs) right quiet riots quiet riots i just wanted to read a little bit from carl's email because i i understand I think I took up for Maddox a little bit in the episode anyway. He's just a really fucking easy target. Yeah. Because he yeah. acts like a giant piece of shit in that episode. <laughs> yeah, part part of, like, a perfect society, too, would be to know when to forgive. And, uh, you know, you'd have to... And Data, Data does because he's Data, and he's, ironically, a better man than I would be. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, Maddox, get the fuck away from me, or I'm going to punch you in your stupid face. Like, but Data doesn't do that, you know? 
So I don't know. That's it. You're right, though. Like, I think the Federation isn't perfect, just like America isn't perfect. But there are good things about America. And I know, like, we get a little, like, down on it here because things are pretty shitty right now. But, like, you know, going over to England recently, I think I, I, I got some little perspective on, like, what it's like here. And to see everyone who really does care about, like freedom and equality and there are a lot rights. of people putting in a lot of work right yeah. now to get america back on track and i appreciate that like beyond yeah. what words can say like yeah. i'm not like i go to like protests and rallies and stuff like that but it's not like those people are just like a boost to what yeah. like people are actually out there doing right and Saving i appreciate the it. republic yeah <laughs> Thank you, Obi Wan Kenobi. Please save us. Um, thanks for that email. Uh, yeah, great. Email. Our next email is from Z, who titled it "Son los chicos de trick." I do not speak Spanish. Hola. Oops. Un momento. There we go. I hey got Jeff. That. <laughs> hey Josh. Hey Kevin. Hi. Doesn't matter if he's there or not. I'm saying hi to him anyways. He's always here. He's like Obi-Wan's ghost. He's here in spirit. He's smiling next to a, a tiny green alien ghost. <laughs> Sorry about the crazy space language I was speaking a moment ago. <laughs> I had to recalibrate my translator. That's pretty funny. I'm, it's like that joke from Futurama where it's like, this crazy thing speaks some language I don't know. And it's like, bonjour. <laughs> Stupid crazy language. <laughs> Uh, I'm a first-time long-time of Josh's infamous Continue Misadventures. Oh, no. And now a fan of Jeff's and Kevin's as well. Hey! Nice job. Anyway, <laughs> let's get straight to the pitch it or ditch it. Oh, shit. Oh, the first one of the, the night. The first Boston Sean's patented pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> TNG, A-plot. The crew discovers factories on many M-Class planets outside of Federation jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. The factories are found to be harvesting the pressure of the core of the planets. But the process itself ends up destroying the planets and all life on them. Okay, Earth, got it. The, <laughs> the crew tries to alert Central Command, but it turns out they already knew? Wow, oh, the admirals are at it again. <laughs> Also, the Enterprise crew is told to be hush-hush about their findings, leaving Picard with the difficult decision of obeying orders or snooping further. Uh-huh. B-plot. Data wakes up, and to his non-emotional surprise, he has grown his first pube. <laughs> he quickly and excitedly rushes to all of the crew to show him his wonderful to show them his wonderful new human-like trait. <laughs> when he shows Picard, Picard becomes visibly angry and shoes Data away. Picard then turns around and says to himself, of all the beautiful bald landscapes, and it had to be Data's junk. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that wound up sounding like Picard. It, it, oh my with, god. Even with that. Thanks, and, thanks for the podcast. Keep on not dying in World War Three, Z. <laughs> I feel like somebody just watched Insurrection. There's a lot of Insurrection going on there. Like Dana talking yeah. about the, the shape, like the butt, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, Insurrection. <laughs> I'm just going to say that since it sounds like Insurrection. Uh... I'm going to ditch Insurrection. Ditch Insurrection. 
I would love to see a shot of just one pube coming off of an android's <laughs> testicle. I would love to see that. I'm not gonna lie. Dear God. Just like one like magnifying glass shot of a pube. Uh, we we do have w- another question from Jenna, who I, I think she forgot to put in her last email. Jenna's back. Who says, um, I moved to Florida and I've been so happy to have your shows to listen to while going back and forth taking loads to my new place. Thanks so much for all your hard work. Hey, thank you for listening. When did Where did you... I know you can't answer me right now. <laughs> where did you, Jenna, live before? Like, is it like a crazy long drive? Like, I don't know. Because, like, I've been to Florida, and, like, my aunt lives in Florida, and, like, Florida's big. Yeah, Florida fucking sucks to drive in. It's, dude, it's, like, ten fucking hours. It's ridiculous. Uh, I had a question for both of you. Do you have any Star Trek models, like the ones you build and paint by hand? Because I was thinking of buying one, but wasn't sure if I had the patience. I do not. My cousin does. He, my, my, my uncle and my cousin both are avid model builders. Uh, they mo- mainly do like uh, jets and planes and stuff. But uh, my cousin's been doing. He made a, a Viper from uh, Battlestar, and he, I think he's got an Enterprise D, but I don't That's think he's built it yet because it's like, it's like huge. It's like really big. That's so fucking cool. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't have, have any Star Trek yet. models. Like I've got two diecast like pre-made ships. Yeah. On my desk, I've got the Enterprise A and the Enterprise D. Yeah. Um, they they for STO they just have a they just came out with a service where you can 3D print your ship. It's expensive as fuck. Though. I don't doubt that, but it does sound really cool. And you can get like different sizes, and like the big ones are fucking incredible, dude. Um, if you were to spend time making one model, what ship mm-hmm. would you pick? Uh, that's a good question. Like, if I'm gonna make the, the model. The Enterprise A? I could probably Maybe. do the Enterprise A. It's really... The, I fucking love the Enterprise A a lot. I remember, like... So, um, my family owns, like, an old, like, five and dime, and it's there's a model shop, like, a hobby shop in it, mm-hmm. as which my uncle runs. And um, I remember uh, back in the 90s, like, when the show... Uh, T- when TNG was out, uh, he did have a uh, uh, Enterprise D with, like like fiber optics in it which Holy was crazy shit, and it was awesome like, back then it was like 150 dollars i don't know what it would be now but 700 dollars a lot a lot of money but uh yeah i don't i don't know that's a really hard question i feel like if i'm gonna put the effort in it's gonna have to be an enterprise yeah I, you have to do an enterprise right nobody's doing voyager right <laughs> Like, I Sorry, feel like I would have here. to either be, like, the classic OG Enterprise, the A, mm. or the D. I feel like to start, the OG Enterprise would be the easiest, because it doesn't have a whole lot of, like, windows and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have a whole about. lot of warblies all over it. Yeah, it's got, it's just gray. It's just, like, the color. You just airbrush it. I think, yeah, probably the classic Enterprise, because I want to start simple. I don't know how to do this shit. Yeah, the the D's got a little more like texture to it. It's like a little more like uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It's a little more detailed. Explains know, it. Explains it perfectly. Get my cousin on there. He'll tell you. Yeah, he knows how to do shit. 
Uh, also off topic, Jeff, I saw your hiking pics. Your wifey is adorbs. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, does she ever sit in while you record and listen? No, I'm a giant fucking weirdo. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Do I have that to either. if I record a podcast, I have to be by myself because, yeah. like, otherwise, I just feel super self conscious the entire I time. I would feel weird if Jeff's wife was listening to me do it in the room too. So that's well, why she did. The thing is, I wear headphones as well, so she would get half the conversation. Half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it would be it'd be strange. Mike has done that though. Like when Mike was here. Yeah, he was on we, one of our episodes. You heard him yeah. in the background. He was just laughing at the things I was saying, which was weird. Yeah, that was weird i didn't say anything then but it was fucking weird and i'm glad yeah, it never mike. happened again yeah thank god mike moved to la fucking mike i hope oh, he doesn't mike. listen to this he doesn't he's like who the fuck is jeff <laughs> just like everybody was when we started this podcast who the fuck is jeff yeah uh the best one <laughs> i'm not gonna argue with that uh, love Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks, my, Jenna. My wife does listen to these podcasts, though. Like, she's a huge Star Trek fan, so she listens to M Class and emails as well. You should marry her. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about marrying my wife. Can so. you double marry somebody? You can get uh, your vows renewed. What does that mean? That's just like nothing. You no, know, you, like you do. You do another wedding. <laughs> Except it doesn't cost as much. Hopefully. <laughs> well, the wedding. I mean, the the the. The priest part doesn't cost a lot. It's the right. It's like it's a the reception party and shit. But yeah. you still gotta have a party. Yeah, I I probably would just like have a party at my house and be like, just come over and we'll get drunk. That's what I would do. But everyone has to be naked because it's a traditional Betazoid. That's, <laughs> that's just called a party, Josh. That's not renewing your vows. Yeah, but everyone has to be naked, Jeff. That's fine. So better. Get your clothes off. You're just going to be jealous of my two dicks the whole time. Well, I mean, uh, that'll be the end of my marriage then. <laughs> uh, our next email is from Josh, a.k.a. Generally Depressing on Twitch. This sounds like, is this me? <laughs> Who says? <laughs> is this me from the future? Who says, Dear Jeff and Josh, hey guys, how you doing? That's Hi. too bad. Sorry to hear it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Couldn't even answer. He knew. He knew we were going to answer. He knew. He knew he read our mind. Because it's me from the future. He knew. Yeah, he knew. Uh, anyway, just wanted to apologize that it took me so long to get into this podcast and back into Star Trek in general. You Fucking goddamn how right. dare you. Goddamn better apologize for that shit. <laughs> My, my first experience was watching TNG on our local Fox affiliate as a child, although seeing First Contact in theaters was also a pretty great memory. Yeah, I saw it in the theater, too. It's great. I didn't. I went by myself. That's was... probably one of the best ways to go to a movie. I, I, do, I do not like to go to the movies with people. I hate it. Like, I go to the movies with my wife. Like, she's fine, but if I go to the movies with a group and somebody tries to talk to me, I'm like, well, this movie experience is over. Goodbye. I don't go to movies with people a whole lot, and uh, I go at, like, 10 in the morning, and I sit by myself. It's the best. I wish that the movie theaters here had movies at 10 in the morning. Like, they start yeah. showing movies at 1 in the afternoon here. Uh, it's, I think it's, like, 10.30 here is, like, the Ugh. earliest. Um. Your show has me rewatching Deep Space Nine and watching TOS for the first time. Hell yeah. yeah. 
Uh, fun fact, I'm currently watching the episode of DS9 where Loaxana Troy is trying really hard to fuck Odo, and O'Brien is going a little crazy with the computer. <laughs> it's a good episode. That is a good one. You learn a lot about Loaxana in that episode. Yeah, and they get stuck in the turbo lift, right? Yeah. It's a really nice episode, really. Yeah, it's um, good. Your great insight and scalpel-like precision in dissecting the movies and episodes has opened my eyes once again. Hey. Holy shit, that's a fucking crazy compliment. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that except thank you. I don't think anyone's ever said I had scalpel-like anything except maybe for my dick. You fucking need to stop sharpening that thing. <laughs> I have to or it'll grow into my mouth like a rat and I'll die. <laughs> Because their teeth. <laughs> their teeth, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Instead of just accepting the shit that's thrown on the screen, I should be more critical and demanding of my media to continue challenging me instead of just being a dummy. Yes, that's always a good thing. Don't ever let anyone tell you it's not a good thing. People like yeah. to like pretend like... If you're critical, like, of something, that you're a big dickhead, but it's nah, not Nah, but if you're not critical, then you're being a dummy. Right. You can be critical and still enjoy something that you're criticizing greatly, you know? Right. I don't know. It, it's, they're not mutually exclusive. He also put dummy in quotations, which makes me think that we use the word dummy a lot. <laughs> Do we? Do we dummy? I'm not sure. <laughs> you fucking dummy. How dare you? you? I guess we do kind of say dummy a lot. I never uh, really noticed it. Uh, apparently that's a hallmark of the program. Yeah. Uh, not much more to say. Just keep up the great work, and thanks for letting me suck your dick. Hey, anytime, thanks. buddy. Thanks for sucking my sharp-ass dick. It's Your gums are definitely bleeding now. I'm sorry. That's the gingivitis. <laughs> Josh, keep being awesome in all that you do. Thank you. Jeff, I will try. <laughs> Jeff, it's great to finally have a good southern boy representing in the podcast realm. There are far too many Yankees trying to propagate <laughs> another war of Southern oppression. Oh, the actual term no. used to describe the Civil War in my brother's textbook. <laughs> yeah, the War of Northern Aggression, right? Yeah, they like to oh call it that. Oh my God! Well, um, maybe maybe don't own other human beings. <laughs> it does help. It helps your case if you don't own human beings. It would. You'd have a, more of a leg to stand on the South if if you didn't try to own other humans. Uh, I live in West Virginia, which is, like, more northern than some northern states. It, so it, was, it was formed because of the Civil War. It didn't, yeah. didn't want to have slaves, and now guess, it's, like, the last bastion of slavehood over there. Uh, Jesus. I don't think that's true, but <laughs> I, I guess I am considered southern because of the accent, so I'm fine with it. I don't even notice it, Jeff. I don't even notice it. I, I don't notice it either. Even in recordings of myself anymore, I don't notice the accent. Well, you hit a point. Like I like I used to hate hearing my voice. I, I don't even care anymore. Like I don't even give a fuck. Yeah, I don't either. Like I've gotten to the point where I've been on podcasts for going yeah. on four years now. I don't care. Doesn't mean anything to me. Um, much love, Josh, aka generally depressing on Twitch. Keep up the streaming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Depressing. <laughs> Our next email of the evening is from Charles. In charge? Uh, of our days and, and our, our nights. nights. <laughs> That's like a little fucking like over the top. It's a little BDSM-y, yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all. 
<laughs> We're getting a lot of y'alls today. Uh, I started watching Lex from Jeff talking. Why? <laughs> from Jeff yeah. talking about it last week since it's always looked interesting. Where the fuck did you find Lex? I don't where, know. Where is Lex? I read articles that it seemed like an interesting, if kitschy, sci-fi show. You'll also be happy to know that I started DS9 afterwards to wash the flavor out of my mouth. Oh, it's wow. good and a lot more trekky than I'd heard previously. Hell yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Lex is like, it's so of its era. Like, I couldn't imagine watching Lex for the first what time. Was it like 97? Yeah, like somewhere yeah, around there. It's, it's super like 90s. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember God. when it was on Sci-Fi. It was like Sci-Fi had like nothing except for those weird like shows, like yeah. Lex and and the one the outer space show that was like terrible CG and had like a big titty girl as the main character. Oh, what was that show? Red Dwarf? No, Red Dwarf is great. Don't you ever? Fucking... I didn't. I know. I didn't know Red. I don't watch it. It's what was the titty girl one. I don't know. You could look it up, I guess. But I mean, uh, Google it. <laughs> CG show with titty girl sci-fi. C CG show. It's all capitals, right? With yeah, it's titty, all capitals. Titty with two D's or two T's. It's two girl. T's for sure. Sci-fi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is, this is good listening. Pi space pilot. No. I I'm getting a bunch of nothing. Let me look on images. <laughs> There have been a lot of species that have moved in and out of the series over the years, and most of the makeup focuses on changing foreheads. Uh-huh. I wanted to know if you had a favorite species that spurs the trend and uses more subtle changes like the Trill or the Vulcans. Uh, I like Trill a lot. Yeah, Trill um, are awesome. They're cool. I like the idea of them. Uh, Vulcans, obviously, everybody likes Vulcans. Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean... Do uh do Andorians count? Because they do have weird foreheads. But I like I like Andorians, and I especially like them in. I mean, you don't see them ever, but in uh Enterprise, they they like give them rope like remote control antenna, which yeah. somebody's controlling, which I love. That. They look really cool, and yeah. in TOS, there's like two Andorians that ever show up, right? And they both look super silly and fun, and one of them's like his antenna breaks off and there's like a transmitter in it or yeah, something. Yeah, he's right? actually not an Andorian. He's like a yeah. he's like a murder man pretending yeah. to be an Andorian. He's a criminal boy. Um I don't I know. I like Andorians a lot. I just like that they're like kind of strange. Like they're they're like very like on their own in a I way. always see you as an Andorian, Josh. I take that as a compliment. They're very they're very uh, aggressive, but uh they're awesome. good. They're good folks. <laughs> uh, that's all for today. Good night, you boys of Trek, you kings of New Bajor. Oh my God, New Bajor! <laughs> we all know what happens to New Bajor. Oh I'm just, fuck! I don't know if I can choose one though. Is the thing like I love Vulcans? Everybody knows that. Yeah, I think the Bajorans work. Um, well, they're like I think, foreheads. Well, I guess their noses. The nose ridge. I think they work because of Nana Visitor. Yeah. Really. Without Nana Visitor, I don't know if uh, uh, they work as well. Yeah, I'm glad She's that I'm glad beautiful. they didn't go with Ro Laren. I'm glad they went with Nana Visitor. Like Ro Laren's actress didn't want to do it. Yeah, she didn't want to do it. I, yeah, I agree. I, it turned out the right way, right? My favorite very subtle alien makeup is uh, Ruafo from Star Trek. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah, that's what a is, subtle one. He's is that Franklin Angela? Is that who plays yeah, him? Ruoffo is the guy who has the big melty face, and it gets stretch, stretch, yeah. stretches it out. The Sona. It's that's super subtle. Just a little bit of makeup. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of twelve-hour makeup. <laughs> I don't think I have an answer because like. So many, so many Trek aliens are either like a ton of fucking makeup or forehead. Yeah. Those are the two choices. Gorn, Gorn, no makeup. Just he's just a lizard man. They just are. They they actually found a Gorn. They're just real. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucking uh, Anunnaki. Yeah, he's an Anunnaki. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't use I, any any makeup at all. It's just what Anunnaki look like. There's apparently a theory. I was watching this. I, I I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the channel, or I would I would uh, definitely bump it. Uh, yeah, we did. TV channels definitely need our fucking. Bumps. No, a YouTube channel. Oh, sorry. YouTube channel. <laughs> it's it was it's a YouTube channel where this guy talks about like science fiction like species and races, and he talked about the Gorn. And apparently, there's a theory that the Gorn are like extra galactic, like they came from another galaxy or something. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if I buy it. I don't it's think a, I buy that either. Since it's a little, the evidence is like real weak, and some of the evidence is from 2009, and that doesn't count. So. No. What the yeah. fuck? I don't. I don't think I be. I buy that. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Our next email is mm-hmm. from Luis, who Luis. says, "Hey there, Trek boys. Trek boys. First time emailer, long time listener. Just Man, I to- love." I love first-time emailers. I wish everyone would be a first-time emailer. Let's get going with this. Yeah, everybody who listens to this, send us a fun email to mclassemail at gmail.com. Do it. Just anything. Just be like, hey, it's me. I listen. Yeah. We're definitely going to get one email that says that. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Um, Just wanted to say thanks for giving me the motivation to go back and watch TOS and TNG. Fuck yeah, dude. Or rewatch, anyway. Yeah, and finally watching DS9, Voyager, and maybe Ent. We'll see when we get there. You're gonna watch and if you can sit through Voyager, you can sit through Enterprise. Yeah, I think it should be Ent, maybe Voyager, maybe Voyager. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Thanks for the hours of entertainment and for being some pretty neat dudes. Wow, that wasn't even a question. What an easy email. To answer. Yeah, that was a great email. Um, he says to keep on trekking. Thank you. And P.S. How were those Ernest movies, Jeff? <laughs> and uh, like always, they were masterpieces. Wait, were you watching Ernest movies? I posted that photo when I was staying at the grandma's house in Cincinnati at the B&B. That yeah. was just some grandma's house. Oh, and is that what that was? She left I- out a triple feature of Ernest <laughs> goes to camp, Ernest scared stupid, and Ernest goes to jail. And a bag of popcorn. <laughs> and I fucking lost it when I saw oh, this. shit. That's the fucking funniest fucking shit that any grandma had ever, has ever done. My grandma bought me a steel drums and reggae record when I was eight years old. But that tops that, man. Like, it's obviously not really my grandma. I just went to an Airbnb and it turned out to be some old lady's house. <laughs> She left you. She left us Ernest. Ernest triple feature. What are the kids watching these? The kids love that Ernest. It's it Ernest. Is it? Is it? 
is it Jim Varn Varney? People love Jim Varney. Thanks for the email, Luis. That's a good email. Our next email is from Spivzy. Oh, I know Spivzy. He says, well, 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 it looks like them Trek boys are at it again. <laughs> That's so weird. I was going <laughs> to say that earlier about the South when we were talking about the South. <laughs> it all fits, so, man. That makes sense. Great last episode, fellas. Thanks, of, it's the best one we've ever done. Of course, at the time I'm writing this, the episode hasn't come out yet, but I'm hedging my bets and claiming that it was your best yet. See? I particularly like the part where Josh said, and let's not forget Jeff's, over his, oh, how we laughed. Oh my god, it's like I edited that part out, but I didn't. <laughs> Alright, enough bullshit. <laughs> I have two points of discussion for you. Okay. The first, which alien species in the Star Trek universe would you like to have more information on? What their world? I thought you were going like? to say have sex with. I totally thought it was just going to go with have sex with. All of them. So I'm going to answer that question that way. <laughs> like, what What were their worlds like before warp tech? Did they have pop culture? What did they go to uh, war over? What was their cool. ancient history like? Personally... I'd like to know how different species evolved their particular traits. For example, what was the early Betazoid culture like with telepathy? War and conflict would have been hugely different when everyone knows what the other is planning. You probably did. They probably like didn't like have war. So again, like I would love to. Man, let me try to find this fucking channel on YouTube. This guy talks about this stuff on on his channel, and he talks about the Tellarites and how like. The Tellarites didn't have wars because, like... They just argued. They argued, and that was, like, a part of their, their culture was the honesty of arguing led to, like, the, the notion that, like, war is pointless, and it, it's rude, almost. Yeah. Man. I, I would love to know more about the Tellarites. Like, it's tough, I love yeah. the Tellarites. I think they're fucking amazing, so I would yeah. love to know more about them. But they really get shafted. Like, yeah, we have do. a prequel series to TOS... And we already know that the Andorians and the Tellarites co-found the Federation, and yeah. yet they fucking are nowhere to be found. <laughs> right? They're just like, like just missing. Like, yeah. dude. Yeah. I. I mean, God, it would be it would be really difficult to like, uh, create a mythos for an entire world. Like, that oh would yeah, be so hard. Uh, like. I, I, I often think that, like, a lot of species, like, like the Betazoids, like, they just didn't have the same... Like, they're much more enlightened than we Their are. Their history was no nothing like yeah. ours. Yeah, they don't, they don't need... They didn't need to fight like that. I have, I have an offshoot question to that, because the one that immediately popped into my mind was the Breen. Yeah. But do you think learning more about the Breen would, like, ruin it? Yes, they're like Boba Fett. Yeah. Like... You don't know. You don't need to know about the brain. Yeah, right? I think it would ruin the mystique of the brain to learn yeah. anything about them. The brain are a fun like villain, and like that you can just make them be villains because you don't know anything about them. They're kind of like the uh, like the Tholians, right? Like yeah. Tholians are, but then the, eventually the Tholians, you kind of learn a little bit about them, and they're not bad anymore. They're just xenophobic a little bit. Yeah, and. Like, sometimes it really benefits us as audience members to learn more about 
characters and to find out like more about backstories. Yeah. But sometimes it really does ruin a character to learn more about their backstory. Right. Like, no one needed to see little Boba Fett holding his dad's severed head in a helmet and crying. Nobody needed that. Nobody on Earth needed to know any of the history of any horror movie monster. <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, you know, Penny Dreadful. This fucking, like, like, Frankenstein, right? Like, like, I don't need to know the history, like, what Freddy Krueger was like before he got burned up. Yeah. I don't need to know any of that. Nobody wants to see Jason as, like, just a kid. Yeah. Right? He, he's a kid and he drowned in the fucking lake and now he's yeah. a monster mash. It's fine. Right. That's all he is. Yeah. You get into the backstory of monsters and you lose all of what makes them scary. Like... The fucking movie Jeepers Creepers is a great example of... Uh, Jeepers Creepers. Of a terrible movie, but also, like, the monster, when he's, like, driving the truck or whatever, you're like, oh... My oh God. Oh, man. Like, this is, like, some maximum overdrive shit. Like, you maximum, can't see... I was just gonna say, it's fucking maximum overdrive. Yeah, you can't see anybody in the truck or anything. Like, maybe... Who knows what the fuck is happening. Right. And then he, he has, like... He gets out, and he's, like, a, a dude in a, like, gross coat, and he looks horrific or whatever... Yeah. But you can't really see him, and he has, like, a fucking basement full of skin and shit, right? <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, this is a horror movie monster now. Cool. Yeah. And then he, like, he shoots wings out of his fucking jacket and starts flying around, and you're like, well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's too much information all at once. Yeah. You'd have to you'd have to measure it out a little bit, like, meet it out a little I bit. Right? That movie was so fucking ridiculous anyway. Like, he plays this song before he eats your eyes. <laughs> I kind of want to watch this. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get them peepers? Yeah, yeah. That song is so scary. <laughs> uh, any other any other race species you'd like to know about their history? I, yeah, like I, I like feel like and Andorians are like pretty simple, like. They're like a little like I don't know like I watched a bunch of the I, I really wish I, I can't find the guy's channel I really wish I could but like he talks about the Andorians and like how like if you if you do find it post it on our I'll M+ post it I will, I'll find podcast it. Twitter I'll find it again it's that's somewhere but um like he talks about how they like you know they all kind of like banded together because living on and Andoria is like really hard. So they all just sort of, like, put their differences aside. Like, there's some, like, hand-wavy, like, explanations. Yeah. Well, you uh, have to, right? Like, yeah. you end you up gonna... writing nothing but backstory and world history forever. Right. It, you never would finish. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love that stuff. And uh, I was the first person, like, as soon as those, like, Jedi holocron books came out, like, I went and I bought them because, like, I needed to know, right? Like, I want to read about the history of the Jedi. That's the thing. Maybe it's just because I was never, like, that big into, like, the background stuff in Star Wars. Like, I love the movies. I love, like, the cartoons and stuff like that. But, like, the alien races in Star Wars seem so one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, this alien race has, like, tentacles on its head, and this alien race has a real long neck. Well, that's, like, the planets, right? Like, all the planets are one climate. And it's like, Earth isn't like that. Why would any planet be like that? Like, why would any planet just be. A little bit. Yeah, a little. Yeah, you get that a little bit. 
but like I mean like Vulcan is a giant like the planet Vulcan is a giant desert because it got nuked three fucking times. Yeah, they just like fucked so, the planet up. So that makes sense, but like then you get like Ferenginar, which is a swamp over the entire planet. The bog like, planet. That's it's not really people. Like it's Dagobah. It's it's like <laughs> shitty shittier Dagobah. Yeah, which it is, is hard. way shittier. It's got a lot more like shitty idiots on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brother, uh, brother, uh, The second point of discussion is about smells, so get ready. Oh boy. What does Data smell like? He's fully functional, but does that include sweat? And does Data even sweat at all? I always thought that he smelled like a new Nintendo. That's you remember that smell? Definitely what he smells like. Like you open up the Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, and you yeah. smell like the smell. The, uh, the smell is just like plastic that's definitely gonna turn yellow in a couple years. It's just, oh, I love that fucking smell of electronics. I love that shit. I think going into detail about Data's sweaty pits is something the series was sorely lacking. Hopefully, a new show will come out that spends at least three episodes on the subject. I think, I think like probably, Doctor Soong did didn't make him have human smells, but maybe like Data could make himself smell like that if he like wanted to. I don't know. I think he does sweat. Here's the here's the like pulling the curtain back showing how the sausage is made. Right, right. Data right. is fully functional and has right. all the same functions as a human being. Because yes. they didn't want Brent Spiner to have to force himself not, not to do to things. Sweat. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like uh, in in uh, Turbo Kid when uh, Apple is like, it works better if I do everything like a human. Yeah. Like it's a hand. It's a hand wave, right? Yeah, it's exactly. A, it, it, this it's just the spoilers, I guess, for that yeah, movie. Uncanny but... Valley, right? Well, yeah. I love She's that a robot. movie so. Much. That movie rules. I love dude. it so fucking much. It's so good. Uh, yours, wondering if maybe Data shoots steam out of his ears like a kettle when he gets too hot. <laughs> Vice Admiral Spivzy. I got a promotion. Vice Admiral? Whoa. He apparently got a promotion. Congratulations. <laughs> like, you and I are still fucking lieutenants over here, and this dude's Vice Admiral. Holy shit. <laughs> I always draw us as lieutenants. I have no idea why. <laughs> that makes sense. We're officers, but we're not, like, too high up. Yeah, we're not that good. We're a little bit, like, Bashir in the first couple of seasons where he's just kind of a, a doofus. Yeah, that's that's pretty much true. We're, we're like, two Bashirs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next email is from Brandon L. Hi, Brandon L. I just want to point out, if you're going to send emails around... Uh, you left your signature in it that has your full name and address and everything in it. So oh, now we know. Now we're gonna send you some crazy shit and your phone number. So you probably shouldn't do that. Uh oh, someone's gonna get a phone call. <laughs> Maybe we should call and be like, "Hey, it's us." I would do it. Um, Ken Burns' Civil War theme plays in the distance. <laughs> oh my God, my dearest Trick Boys. <laughs> I haven't re written an email in a few weeks, mostly because I couldn't figure out what to write. I've mm -hmm. written in twice now, and every time I'm always happy with how you guys respond to my questions, so thanks for that. Awesome. We're the best. Yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> we're pretty fucking good. Yeah. 
After listening to the court martial episode, I wanted to go ahead and send in a question to you guys. Mm-hmm. By the way, holy hell, that episode was way more wild than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, man. That twist got Welcome. me Welcome so bad. To the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about DS9 lately, and I was really interested with the whole story of the side aliens of the Dominion, like the Breen and the Sona, uh-huh. and how they were used in the Dominion War. Looking at history, it seems to be a similar parallel to the other nations that comprised the Axis powers in World War II, like Bulgaria and Hungary. Right. With that being said, how do you guys think these groups ended up siding with the Dominion? Were they coerced with threats of force? Were they bought off by the Dominion with promises of material wealth or colonial possessions? Or did they join because their leaderships were infiltrated by changelings? Yes, all of them, probably. Well, the Breen joined because they were bought off by the Dominion with promises of material wealth and colonial possessions. Yeah, they were going to be... They say that outright. Yeah, they were going to be in charge of the Alpha Quadrant, and Wayne was like, "Uh, I thought I was going to be, and then the female changeling says, I would have offered them anything for them, you know. I would have said anything to them to get them to join the war. Like, I don't know how the Sona are involved, but, like, every race that worked with the Dominion were one of the three. The Sona, well, the Sona help. Do they have the Dominion? I think they're kind of like arms dealers. They're kind of like both sides, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the the white. They like help them with the white because they can recreate the white. Oh, I yeah, guess. the Ketracel white. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like any any period of war where like there's opportunists and like people will just do anything and and for any reason that advances their agenda, oh, yeah. right? Like all three reasons and probably more. Oh, were, yeah. were done by people who joined the Dominion side or people who joined the Axis in World War II who were just, like, corrupted by one thing or another. Joined the Federation? You cut out. Sorry, Fucked. Jeff. Can you hear me, Jeff? Jeff? Josh? Jeff? Why can't you hear There we go. Now I can hear you. Everybody heard it happen. Awesome. <laughs> That's definitely staying in. I'll cut it. I'll cut that out. Um, thanks for another great group of episodes with the trial series. I've been pulling for the Satan collection next, mostly because I can't wait for you guys to talk about that goddamn Rumpelstiltskin episode. God damn it. I can't either. <laughs> Until then, I'll be thinking of another question to ask you guys for the next email episode. You guys are doing great with getting the good word of Trek out there to the masses, and times like these, we really should be thinking about the messages Star Trek is notable for. Awesome. Thank you. That's a great email. Oh uh, my a, God. a side question for Jeff. Since okay. I've made it a point to bring up Common Rider in each of my emails, mm-hmm. Battle Hopper or Acrobatter, which design do you like better? I like Battle Hopper better. That's the black one, right? Yeah, Kamen Rider Black's motorcycle, the Battle Hopper. I love it because it's literally a grasshopper with wheels. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's very 80s. Yeah, I fucking love it. Um, it's like a GoBot. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> 420 phase up. <laughs> Brandon L., chief historian of the USS Red October. Alright, here's what I love about uh, people who listen to this show and our fans. They give themselves jobs and ranks. I fucking Dude, love it. I that. love it so fucking much. It's so awesome. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding how cool that is. God damn it. It makes me so happy. Josh, you need to give yourself a job aboard a ship. 
Oh my god. Because I'm I'm chief of security aboard the USS Excalibur. Okay, I'll think about it. I need, this is a tough. This I can't just you jump can into you can this. be on my ship if you want. I'd be fine with that. I I could be. Well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my options open for now in case uh, the Enterprise calls me back from our date. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is sleepy. Um, <laughs> our last email of the night. Oh shit! Is from Alex N. Okay. Who says, hey there, Trek gentlemen. Hello, kind Alex. So the other night I was watching some Star Trek, go figure, and I happened upon the episode with the space Native Americans and Wes becoming a traveler. Oh, God. I think it's important to point out that this email is titled, God, fuck Will Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, Aside from the fact that even when they had to write Wesley off the show, they do it by making him the most super specialist boy ever again. Oh God! I find I found myself actually kind of liking the concept for this story, the idea of a character whose destiny isn't laid out for him and who has to accept that his own story doesn't necessarily resolve in the expected way. Really resonated with me. Hmm. It kind of made me. Well, it didn't make me like Wes, but it certainly made me feel something for the character for once. I saw the potential for a good character underneath all the layers of grown worthiness. Yeah. Uh, that you're said, a better you're a better man than I. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Uh, that said, it made me wonder: what would you guys do to fix the character of Wesley Crusher? Not have him on the show. <laughs> that's not um, that's not me being like harsh, like or like as a joke. I'm serious. Like he's he's useless. He he like, does not belong in the show. He's, he's completely not, out of place. Yeah, it's you could have an ensign. There's so many, so goddamn many better characters you could have yeah. written. Like, you could have just had, like, a young ensign who's, like, kind of, like, smart and cocky. You could have had uh, a female young ensign. You could have had anybody. Anybody, anybody, anybody else could do that. Like, here's here's the thing. Wesley Crusher ser- was meant to serve a purpose when he was put on the show to begin with. Yeah. His purpose was to show that the Enterprise-D has families living on it. Right. There was absolutely no reason to turn him into the Mary Sue character that he was. If his entire yeah. purpose was to humanize Dr. Crusher and to show that like the young people aboard the ship looked up to Picard, right. That would be fine. He shouldn't right. be in every episode then. He, and he also be, shouldn't be the focus yeah. of every episode. And he should be younger. He should be like a kid. Yeah, like, absolutely. Not like a, like an eight year old, not like a fourteen year old. Like I don't know, like something about him because it's an awkward, it's an awkward age to be in real life, and it's a more awkward age to just introduce a fourteen year old into a a television show because like fourteen year olds ha- are kind of dicks. But Wesley's, like, just an annoying little, like, bitch. <laughs> and he acts, <laughs> and like, completely different ages from episode to episode. Yeah. Like, sometimes he does act like an eight-year-old. And other yeah. times he acts like a fucking 17 or 18-year-old. I would say that's because he's not a very good actor. Yes. That has a lot to do with it. And just, he was in Stand By Me. And he did... He does a great job in Stand By Me. Because I don't... Whenever I watch Stand By Me, which I love that movie... It's a great movie. I, I never think, oh, that's Will Wheaton. I think, oh, that's that character, which is what an actor does. How he went from being 10 and being a good actor and to, to like, now, 
Well, you hear him fucking whine about it all the time. Like, oh, it was the writers on the show that did it to me or whatever. Then how come everybody else is so fucking good? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because you suck dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just... He just wouldn't... I I, I wouldn't have him on the show. I wouldn't have that character on the show, let alone, like, that that guy playing that character. an eight-year-old son of Beverly Crusher would be fine. Have him yeah. not feature anywhere near as much, just as a character that humanizes Doctor Crusher, you f- and also you focus. Yeah, you focus on the dad being dead. Yeah, that's the main purpose. Not not like the kid being a super genius. Like completely whatever. unnecessary. I don't understand how that ever was even a thing that they decided was a good idea. But or, whatever. Or like Josh said, have age him up to be like. 1920 yeah and have him be an ensign fresh out of the academy and use right. him to teach lessons about what it means to be a starfleet officer exactly exactly but because that would have been a great addition to the tng crew like a yeah. junior officer who's like learning along the way yeah instead uh, you get a kid who invents uh ais and fucking uh he creates the first digital life yeah, fucking. Uh, <laughs> I hate him. He's so <laughs> worthless to the series. Um, he he's a detriment so much so that they have to like actively fix it every season that he's on the show. It's crazy, and that's how great the show is because he can't even ruin it, and he's terrible. It's it's just blows my mind that somebody thought he was a good idea. It was Roddenberry. It was Roddenberry. Who thought he was a great idea. Like, Roddenberry self-inserted himself in as a little kid. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, Alex N. concludes his email by saying, as always, Jeff Long and Joshper. (laughs) That's actually pretty good. And you stay away from that space weed now, you hear? (laughs) Stay away from it. More like where the fuck is more of it? <laughs> Stardate 2344.5. We're running low on space weed. Space madness has set in. Oh my god. I turned into a space werewolf. Jeff Long and Joshper. <laughs> Jeff Long and Joshper is fucking incredible. Thank you, Alex. That was kinda, a great fucking email. I kind of want that on a shirt. But Jeff I Long and Joshper. And Joshper. Dear oh my god. god. <laughs> Dear god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Thank you uh, to everybody who wrote in this time. Uh, we love all of you. Yeah. Josh, now is the time when you have to pick your ship and your job on it. I didn't didn't get to pick. I, I gotta think about it. Your thinking time is over. You were given at least four minutes. It's time four? to decide your life. Uh, <laughs> can I be like um, mm. let's pick something that you wouldn't think I would be that I secretly would want to be uh, I would be I would be like a like a like a like a ops like a pilot second pilot guy oh yeah you the fucking uh, oh my god why can't I think of it navigator yeah, sure. Yeah, the data spot. It's the second, not the because oh. ensigns are usually the pilot. Well, he's like right? the he's like the operations officer. The operations, sure. Okay, so Josh is the operations officer aboard. 
Oh my god, this is so hard. You gotta sign your fucking life away in front well, of everybody so, right so now. So here's the thing. I have, I'm thinking about like what kind of ship I like and like what would it be named. Yeah. That's tough, You could man. just make up a name like everybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah, I could. The USS Red October, the USS Saul Bass. Saul Bass. Which I love. That's funny. Uh, the USS... West Virginia. <laughs> That's ironic. <laughs> I did it for you, Jeff. You made a mistake. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a new ship. <laughs> she's, she's a new ship. We're gonna she, test her out. We're gonna go around Pluto, but we don't have a tractor beam. <laughs> <laughs> they come on Tuesday. It comes on Tuesday. So there you have it, everybody. Put it, write it down in your canon logs. If you would like to send an email in and have us read it on the air on this particular program, yeah. you need to send your email in on in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular. All singular. Freaking do it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And if you'd like to receive this podcast one week early, on the same day that you're going to be getting the M-Class podcast, yeah, then you should head on over to patreon.com slash M-Class podcast and sign up today. Sign away your money to us. I love you. Thank you for the emails. And thanks for all the Patreon people, too. That's our new theme song. Put some music to that. Sample if, that. If we uh, get more money, we'll get a better theme song. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's like priority number one. It's like priority zero. Priority That's zero and that we're never going to do it. <laughs> Dude, we totally should. I mean, I could probably make us one. I know how to do music stuff, but... Yeah, you're a musician. Yeah, I know. You could make us a theme song. That way we wouldn't use stock music like we do now. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. It's my favorite. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. And we'll see you next week for more M-Class. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.